Welcome home to philosophy, where we wonder about everything and anything is possible. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Corey, the Laughing Philosopher. Life is complicated. The world is complicated. And you are complicated. Figuring out how to live a happy, meaningful life, guided by wisdom and reason, is not easy. Is life a game? What is love? Should I fear death? Is this a just world? Almost from the moment of birth, you've been told how to behave, how to fit in, and how to fulfill other people's expectations. You fear that you will lack importance or cease to exist in the lives of others if you think for yourself and question the rules and roles you've been told define you. Wisdom and reason will remove this illusion so you can live authentically in the world around you, find your true purpose, and become your real self. Welcome to episode number 65. At what point should you just stop caring? Caring is one of the greatest of all human graces. It is impossible to be a good person and to live a virtuous life without it. In the workplace, the difference between caring and competency is the difference between a real umbrella and a picture of an umbrella. In a relationship, love is the attraction between two people. Caring is the glue that bonds them together. Caring is the source and an ocean of kindness and mercy. It is by no means a character flaw or weakness. Yet, Humans don't have an infinite capacity for caring. You only have so much caring and compassion inside you. If you give too much to one person, you will have too little caring left to give yourself and others. You will feel overpowered completely in mind and in feeling by how much you care. Caring too much will overwhelm you intellectually and overcome you emotionally. What's more, the other person will take advantage of your caring nature by demanding and taking too much. At what point should you just stop caring Life is not a problem to be solved, said Kierkegaard, but a reality to be experienced. Caring is good. Plato said, be kind, for everyone you meet is fighting a harder battle. Even so, moderation and balance 
are necessary. Moderation doesn't mean apathy and indifference to the suffering and misfortune of others. Balance doesn't mean that your span of sympathy should stop at a certain point. Uncaring and passionless are a timid and useless way to go through life. It isn't necessary to become cold and hard-hearted to achieve balance in your life between caring too much and caring too little. It doesn't matter how much you care as long as you don't stop. Let's reason through several important ways you can invest your caring to help create a kinder, gentler world and inspire those around you to live a virtuous life. Let's find some ways for you to be good and do good without caring so much and giving so much that you deplete yourself. 1. Start establishing boundaries. Almost from birth, people are told to accept every relationship life throws at them. Drift along like a leaf on a river and just surrender to whatever happens or doesn't happen. Just as if any relationship, no matter how bad, is better than no relationship. Just as if demanding too much of you is acceptable behavior and giving up on a one-sided relationship is not a rational choice. Just as if your tastes and preferences don't matter and your needs and desires don't count. Think about what you want and what you don't want in the relationship and use these needs and preferences to establish enforceable boundaries. Plato said, People are like dirt. They can either nourish you and help you grow as a person, or they can stunt your growth and make you wilt and die. Do you have a friend who is always asking for your advice, but never takes it? This kind of person is known as an asshole. Assholes love to wallow in their problems, like a pig in mud. Assholes love to complain and complain, but do nothing to change their situation. So nothing ever happens and nothing ever changes. You care deeply about your friend. All the same, you're bored with his problems and you're tired of investing emotionally and intellectually 
into figuring out solutions that your asshole just ignores. Set a boundary. Two, start putting yourself first. People who care too much will find themselves in unbalanced, unequal relationships. You care about the other person more than they care about you. You invest yourself in the other person more than they invest in you. Certain kinds of people care only about themselves. They think of other people as objects, like furniture, that only exist for a specific purpose. Just as you care about a chair, they care about you only when they need you. More relationships are unequal and fewer relationships are equal. You won't take from the relationship as much as you give to it. You will invest too much caring, receive too little, and feel cheated. It's not that people are wicked or evil. They may care deeply for you, it's just that they put themselves first. It's just that they put themselves at the center of the relationship and you put yourself at the periphery. Stop demeaning yourself. The true test of a relationship is not how much you care, but how much the other person cares about you. Whenever you find yourself investing most of the effort and most of the caring, just stop yourself. Whenever you feel drained and exhausted by the relationship, just stop yourself. Reason with yourself that no relationship is better than one that makes you wilt and die. Distance yourself emotionally and allow the relationship to rebalance. Love can be a serious mental disease, said Plato. Three, start saying no. The most powerful word in every language is no. Yet, people who care too much are afraid to use it. It's as if you have a disease, the disease to please. And there is a cure, but you're afraid to take it. You're afraid to clearly communicate what you're thinking and what you're feeling because the other person might be unhappy or displeased. Even when it's their turn, it's just easier for you to pick up the check. Even when you feel taken advantage of, it's just easier to keep your feelings inside yourself. 
Why do things that hurt yourself rather than jeopardize an unequal, one-sided relationship that's not worth having in the first place? Diogenes practiced rejection by begging from statues. Practice saying no to a statue. No, no, no. Reason with yourself as you would with someone you love. Why does no seem to be the hardest word? After all, happiness is impossible without it. Mahatma Gandhi said, A no uttered from deepest conviction is better than a yes merely uttered to please, or worse, to avoid trouble. Four, stop seeking approval. Why does everyone have an opinion? No one has been appointed a judge over anything. Judgment assumes that one is qualified to make that judgment. How many opinions are objective, knowledgeable, and reasoned out? Most opinions are half-truths, exaggerations, total falsehoods, or uncritical assumptions. People see what they want to see. Even if the truth is right in front of their eyes, if people don't believe it, they can't see it. Why do you care so much about other people's opinions? The opinions of the majority have never been a guarantee of truth or happiness. Who killed Socrates? The majority. Who killed Jesus? The majority. Who voted for Hitler? The majority. The heart of the matter is that most people don't know or understand themselves. Most people lack the courage and humility necessary to look under the mask they wear. They are afraid to look inside themselves and see themselves as they really are. How can they be an expert on you, your life, and your happiness? Most people are just unhappy, negative, and pessimistic. Everything is getting worse. Nothing is getting better. Society, humanity, and the world are a terrible place to live. Plato said, the greatest victory is overcoming negative thinking. Yet, most people don't want to die. They just waste their life wallowing in perpetual misery. 
So why the hell are you seeking their approval? Think for yourself. The most important opinion of the kind of person you are and the kind of life you choose is your opinion of yourself. All the same, don't ignore what other people think. Sometimes you need an outside opinion. Consider what other people think, but critically. Accept nothing that does not agree with your own wisdom and experience. Be skeptical, but not cynical. Consider carefully whether the other person's opinion has any value or merit. If it's helpful and positive, welcome it. But if it's negative, if its purpose is just to hurt or hinder you, then ignore it. You don't need anybody's approval to do what is best for you. Stop trying to please him, her, or them. Talk to yourself as you would to someone you love. Say to yourself that what is best for me right now is what I am, where I am, and what I'm doing. Five, stop controlling. The opening words of Epictetus presents Stoicism in a nutshell. Some things are within our control and some things are not. You cannot control what other people think, feel, or do. That is all you know on earth and all you need to know. No matter how much you care and no matter how hard you try, you can't stop someone you love from making a bad decision. You can reason, you can guide, but you cannot control or compel. A person has as much right to make a bad decision as a good one. You can't control what another person chooses to do. In situations where you are directly involved, your choices, your actions, your feelings, and your ideas all are within your power. These things are up to you. Your happiness depends on the things you can control. Don't let your happiness depend on controlling things that are not up to you. Offer your wisdom and experience, but don't invest your happiness in other people's choices and decisions. Caring too much will lead you to try controlling things beyond your control. And lastly, six, start accepting misfortune. There is no perfect life. 
You make mistakes. People you love make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. Learn to accept that the people you love and care about will make bad choices in life, just as you will. If they want to make a bad decision, you can't stop them. Sometimes, in morally ambiguous situations, people only learn by doing. People only learn by making mistakes and by suffering the consequences. Bad choices are an important way and sometimes the only way to gain wisdom and develop good sense. Seneca said, Life is no soft affair. Plans are imperfect. Promises are broken. Deadlines are missed. People get it wrong. So many of life's most important and precious outcomes are just a matter of luck. You didn't choose to be born in the year 2000. You were lucky. You could have been born in the year 1000. You didn't choose a single atom in your body. You didn't choose your parents. You didn't choose to be a mammal. You just got lucky. Stop caring so much that you invest your happiness in other people's success or failure. You care about your friend. You want your friend to succeed. Your friend will succeed or your friend will fail. Is your friend lucky? Come what may, your friend owns it. If your friend fails, it's not your fault. Often, it's not anyone's fault. It's just bad luck. Bad things happen to good people. Sometimes things go right, and sometimes things go wrong. Sometimes things happen for a reason, and sometimes things happen for no reason. What is, is. Don't make yourself responsible for what is. No matter how it goes, your friend is durable, and your friend has you to help him or her find a way forward. We don't receive wisdom, said Proust. We must discover it for ourselves. After a journey that no one can take for us or spare us. Mistakes happen. That's why pencils have erasers. That's why you have compassion.
Thank you for listening. I hope you will take what you've learned and be a better person. Think for yourself. Question everything. Accept nothing that does not agree with your own reason and good sense. And I promise you, despite its sham and drudgery, you will get on pretty well in this crazy world. I'm Dr. Robert Corey. Until we meet again, be good. <laughs>